Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. We are thrilled to have Wendy back with us in studio today. But before we talk consumer affairs, I have to ask, Wendy, you've been in the bush and we won't say which reserve you've been in because you're going to tell us a story with location-sensitive information. But before we talk consumer affairs, I had to pick Wendy's brain on this. It actually happens to be World Rhino Day. You have had the experience of, of, of being part of... A very sad but incredible thing to see, a Rhino yes. dehorning project. Uh, Papa, I didn't know until you mentioned it to me a few minutes ago off air that it is World Rhino Day. But yes, it was, I mean, I wasn't allowed to post any pictures or anything for obvious reasons. But yeah, my daughter works um, with a research team in a game reserve up north and um, visited her this past week. And unexpectedly on, um, I can't remember which day, but um, they said we're going to get the team together to dehorn to Rhino because they, there was one with a sort of fairly good sized horn. It had been growing for seven years since the last uh, dehorning. Dehorning, yeah. And um, it already had been shot at it at Bullet Wound that they, <sighs> they, they had dressed a few days back. And then a, a younger one with a smallish horn but had been shot at as well, but fortunately not fatally, which they now really needed to get that stump off Oof, because that's yeah. the desperation. Anything sort of over about three or four centimetres, they'll kill the rhino for anyway. Yeah. So just the, the, the logistics, Pippa, of getting the vets, two vets, the helicopter pilot, and the team on the ground, you know, in constant uh, contact. If you don't, yeah. The first rhino wasn't darted um, bang on, so it didn't, the, the drug didn't take full effect, so they had to do it again. We were in the follow-up vehicles. There were some vet students as well, so quite a few of us. And this animal goes down and the team moves in. It's just the precision of it and then the brutality of that chainsaw that comes out and the noise. Of course, the first thing they do um, is they um, put um, a blindfold and earplugs in. So with that sensory Sort of deprivation input, almost. Yes, they off, calm yeah. down. But the animal is still, you know, it's, it's um, you can see it's little lip Lips on the ground. And I, yeah, I was clearly the rookie. Everyone, most, a lot of the others had seen it before. And... Yeah, just the sort of awesomeness of witnessing something like that. And then just the, my daughter said to me after you came on because I was quite emotional. They they allowed me with the first one. They offered, do you want to? They they saw this thing off. It's obviously quite rush, rough and the keratins flying everywhere. And then they the, the vet files it down, the two stumps. Yeah. And then they paint it with a protective sort of, I suppose, like what they put on, on, yeah. on hooves, that kind of thing. And they said, you want to do it? And it's almost like a, like a pastry brush. And there you are painting. Like It's totally surreal experience. On the absolute futility. You know, it's it got just, to be done to save them. But And, of course, the, the yeah. representatives of the state are there to take possession of the horns. Obviously, they've oh, got to course, be yeah. safeguarded and logged and all the rest. Um, but just and you watch this, the, the cost and the, you know, the, the, the logistics, as I said, all f- to, to prevent this awesome animal um, from being from killed, being killed. For the, most the dwindling, dwindling yeah. numbers. I mean, we were in Kruger a few days later, and I think the numbers are down to 3,000. I know Mike had a, a, an interview yesterday about the latest poaching stats, and unfortunately, as we knew would happen, they're straight back up after lockdown lifting. Mm. And um, yeah, uh, Wendy, um, thanks for that. It's, it's, I can see it's, you're yeah. still quite emotional I, I about it, having emotional. described what you've seen, but I, I just thought that was something our audience maybe needed to hear, to think about just the... The scale of doing that, the concept of dehorning rhino, you don't ever think about what is actually involved in doing that. And of course, the next day, just described the, it. Um, 
uh, what's what's the word? Lie detector test. What's the proper word? Um, polygraph. Polygraphs yeah. have to be conducted with staff because there's a chance that there's an inside. And it's just an awful two days of that. An awful lot of goings on. Just uh, and that's just two rhino in one reserve. It's going on. I've been All to over. reserves where yeah. each rhino has a its own. Um, Bodyguard. Bodyguard yeah. in a bucky and literally follows them everywhere. The insanity of it. You just want to grab the people behind it. and uh, as I'm, yeah. Anyway, okay. moving on to things thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, that's an extraordinary. You've given me goosebumps listening to that. Thank you for that insight. Okay, we, we're back down to, to bump into consumer affairs. And we are actually talking about an animal-themed story today. But before yes. we get to that, Wendy, the Kalula voucher issue um, came up last week again. And you have a little bit of feedback for us yes, on that. Yes, some feedback that came through while I was away. So um, responding to that recent <coughs> chat we had about those holding Kalula flight credits from lockdown, having to use them for flights um, uh, before the end of November, um, in other words, before the festive season peak, Michelle Taylor of Heart Bay contacted us to say that, uh, she says, I tried to find out how to redeem my flight credits before their expiry, only to be told that it takes six to eight weeks to get my credits to reflect, leaving only about two weeks for everyone to book their limited flights. We know this will not be able, this will not happen for most people, um, um, waiting for them to resume flights because there was that period of two months where, so they grounded, where, they, yes. where they chose not to fly. Um, so I asked Commies spokesman Stephen Forbes, is this true? And if so, how is that justified under the circumstances and why the need for the extra hoop? Um, if there is a justifiable need for this extra step, why does it take so long in an age of computerized everything? Stephen responded by saying, I understand that it does not take six to eight weeks for the credits to reflect in the travel bank. This was the case at the end of last year when Kame was dealing with large volumes of requests. We apologize for any inconvenience caused to the customer. We've reached out to Ms. Taylor and one of our contact center agents agents has assisted her. Affected customers who are running out of time to book or claim the outstanding value of their tickets are welcome to contact the contact center who will assist with a new booking over the phone. Do we give the number now or do we... Let's give the number out. Okay. I mean, they're still not budging. It's the 30th of November and that's not moving, Wendy. Well, we'll yeah. get there. Okay. So, so it's 0861 You've said it in much better. Okay, and Thank I've got you. it written down as well. So if anybody's driving and couldn't jot that down, you're welcome to mail me after the show and I'll send it to you. Okay, and then... The response continued from Kalula. According to the contact center manager, people who know the dates they want to travel can call to rebook using unused tickets. If they prefer a travel bank credit, the call center agencies will be able to log a request for action. Then yesterday, Stephen Forbes got back to me to say, Kame has confirmed that as far as they are aware, there are no outstanding travel bank accounts that need to be set up. Should a customer wish to arrange a travel bank account to keep credits for unused tickets, this can be arranged in 24 hours. Which is very confusing. A bit confusing, <laughs> and I didn't yeah. have a chance. I, I actually saw, I missed it yesterday because you can imagine the flood of emails I had oh, to deal with. Yeah. So um, that's where the, I think the, 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 the bottom line uh, advice is um, if you ha- have one of these uh, credits from lockdown period and you need to use them, please phone that number. Um, that 0861 number and communicate with the, with with them um, and make a plan uh, to to use them or bank them or whatever. And if you do do that, um, please let us know how you go. Yeah, it would be great but to get some feedback. I think yeah, do make. I think the call, phoning the contact center is key rather than trying to do anything on email at this point. Okay, so once again, the number is 0861 58. 
0861-585852. Wendy, thanks for the update. And if anybody's been through that process, um, called that number, wants to tell us what the experience was like, etc., we would really value some feedback. And Michelle has apparently made a booking. Hallelujah. So, okay, yes. happy safe travels to you, Michelle, and thanks for flagging the issue with us. Okay, with that, we are going to move on to the main story of the day. And um, I want to give us a bit of a musical introduction, if I can, to the story, because it felt only appropriate in the circumstances. How much is that dog in the window? The one with the waggly tail. How much is that dog in the window? I do hope that dog is for sale. Now it's an online window in this case and the question is actually not how much the doggy costs but whether in fact the doggy actually exists at all, Wendy. Well, exactly. So if you've typed something like Dachshund Breeder or Mancoon Kittens into a search engine, you will inevitably land on the page of a fraudster. They are so many of them yeah. out there and they know what the must-have latest... Um, Breed in kitchen demand. Your yeah. puppy is breed exactly, and um, and so they're waiting and waiting for your for your inquiry. So the asking price in most cases obviously is good. That's always the case with these scams. But given that it's a pretend pup, which a fraudster is dangling there as a lure, it does turn out to be very expensive indeed. When um, the so-called four one nine, we'll get to that in a bit scam then rolls out because they'll want more money for this and that and the next thing and as long as you're prepared to pay they will they take your money going. yeah it's not a new scam Pippa. i think i've been reporting on this for the best part of 20 years wow okay. um it's uh evolved slightly but the main elements are the same and i didn't realize until a few days ago that i haven't ever done it on cape talk before okay. because the problem is it's it's many people are still falling victim to it and and in, in, yeah Okay, so very many, and we're going to hear from one of them in just a moment. But just, I mean, set the scene for us, Wendy. So that okay. they, they pose as breeders with lovely websites. They look online. great. Okay. Although, if you have a, any eye for grammar and uh, spelling, you will immediately see that something's off okay. with the presentation. But it looks the pictures are lovely. They've lifted them off wherever on the internet. So they 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 will this website will come up. That you make contact with them, they spin you a whole lot of really syrupy, fluffy stuff about the fur babies and how they should be cared for, and then you they progress to they're always you know you're unable to go and view they're in a different province from where you are, Mm. and um, so it comes down to we will fly it for you, and 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 a lot of legitimate breeders do this, so that's not in itself a red red flag flag. unless they put up a lot of resistance about you making a plan to see see the puppies or the puppies' parents. Um, the payment is done via EFT, and the date for the uh, transfer, the flats of the puppy or the kitten, ha- you know, is arranged. And you can imagine, in most cases, the whole family is now excited. They've been looking at all these gorgeous pictures, and now the day has come. And then comes uh, contact from the a courier company that's yep. now arranging the transport, and they say, "Oh, problem! Um, you this, the the crate that this puppy's been." put in by the breeder is not sufficient it's COVID times now you always use COVID as an excuse it needs this extra special you know for the for the protection and safety and well-being of the pup or kitten of yeah, course of course and that's a big price and in, in many cases i noticed the price is going up as okay. the scam rolls on it used to be sort of three thousand now they're asking you know none or something like that. but it's refundable of course you get it once on the other side you get your money back 
And so um, it goes. So and people can out. lose yeah. a lot of money that way. It's the same modus operandi, as I was saying, as other so-called 419 scams. More and more money being asked for and then many times paid because the person is um, the they're king they're of invested, this. They're literally invested. Uh, uh, yeah. this, thing, this animal is real for them. Yeah. So, Wendy, uh, 419 scam, maybe just jog our memories yes. a little bit about what those are. So, it's a form of advance fee fraud um, measured by monetary losses. 419 it, it is the world's most prevalent scam. It's called that because um, it's a, 419 is a section of Nigeria's criminal code. And that's it, where it's it, sort of in started. The, in the early yeah. 1980s. Can you imagine what a boon the internet um, oh, has proved yeah. to be? It's no longer confined to Nigeria, of course. For one nine scams are, are global. Um, and, okay, and as you said, this particular iteration is really cruel, really, because there is a person who loves animals, and they are preying on their genuine concern for what they think is a genuine animal animal on the other side of the transaction. Bonded with, you yeah. know, and named, and all the rest. And it's particularly traumatic for the victims when the time comes for the discussion around the non-existent crate because they really do believe that their darling little pup or kitten is sitting alone and stressed at an airport. And without them renting this special crate, what will happen to them? Mm. So that's a huge emotional blackmail that goes on there. Immense pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as, as someone, a local woman, Bridget H., she posted very recently, earlier this month, um, having fallen for the scam, she posted on Facebook, and I think her comments sums it up quite well. You get hooked on the adorable pictures, and they will dot, dot you. You buy it because you get emotional about the puppy. I consider myself fairly savvy, but not when it comes to apricot-colored poodle puppies, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. Okay, now someone else who we know to be very savvy, because she's a former guest on the show, we know her to be a very intelligent and savvy woman, but she is actually the one who brought this latest iteration to us to say, hey, I was targeted by these scammers. Uh, we need to let people know that this is going on. Debbie Rosowski has been on the show before talking to us about trauma and talking to us about very various therapeutic avenues uh, for dealing with trauma. She's been through quite a trauma herself recently because Debbie was looking for a pet earlier this month and she did what most of us would do. She went to Google to read up more about the breed that she had in mind and when she typed in a search for mini Dachshund breeders, she landed on the website of Best Companion Breeders, a company that said it was based in Port Elizabeth. And everything seemed perfectly legitimate. So Debbie went ahead with her purchase and eagerly awaited the arrival of her puppy, which was due by plane on September 11th. And 18,000 rand later, she realized that puppy was not coming on any flight. And in fact, that puppy probably didn't ever exist. Debbie is with us on the line to tell us more. Debbie, I'm so sorry you went through this, but thank you so much for being prepared to speak to us and let others learn from your experience. Hi, Papa. Hi, Wendy. Oh, I was determined that somebody else needs to benefit from this. <laughs> so I'm delighted that you took up the story. Well, thanks. Thanks uh, for joining us. I mean, won't you just talk us through briefly how they yes. lured you in, Debbie? Well, first of all, I need to say that five years ago, I bought a puppy the exact way, and it was totally legitimate. And I expected the same thing this way. So when I went on to Best Companion, um, I looked for the mini Dachshund, and there it was, exactly the color I wanted. And the picture made almost the eyes look bigger. So the puppy looked adorable. Oh, I wonder if they, they yeah. fiddle with that. That's, a, that's another interesting. Step, hey? that's, oh, a, that's a thing. They keep tweaking, upping their game. Okay. Quite okay. unbelievable. Yeah. So I could phone a man, which I spoke to, and the very first question he asked me is where I live. Now, that was the first clue I realized afterwards. Yeah. So if I live in Cape Town, then he lives in PE. 
Yeah, if you'd said I you lived in PE, he would have been in, in Joburg. Cape Town. Yeah. Joburg. That's yeah. right. So I yeah. can't see the dog. But he says, not to worry, we will transfer the dog to you. There's no problem. And we chat, and there is an enormously long list of things that is going to be included in the prize, which he's going to send me. Another red flag. Mm. Ridiculous things like dog toilets and I mean toys. Oh, oh yes, and all vaccinated and dewormed oh, yes. and all of that. Oh, and I yes. must point out something else very important. It says that it is CUSA registered. Yes, not anybody yeah. can register the CUSA, the Kennel Association of South Africa. Please don't fall for that. Um, so everything looks legitimate. So I paid, and the next morning I get an email from a company called Fast Ways Logistics. So it's fast ways with a Z on the end, logistics. And it says that because of COVID, I have to to rent, not buy, the particular crate. And not only will there be a representative at the airport, or else they will um, put it back into my account in 24 hours. So I'm already suspicious, but I squashed down the feeling. I've just paid for the dog. How much did you pay for the dog, Debbie? 5,000. Okay. And then I, um, and then I was debating, and then I paid. Then I started phoning. This was Saturday morning, and uh, my friend I was with said, "I'm sorry, you've been scammed." And I was trying to persuade her that I wasn't because I didn't want to be. Mm. And I phoned this man again. He took my call from this apparently fast ways, but he. I'm, I'm so upset with myself that I actually fell for this. And he was on a cell phone because he's a customer representative. But when he went onto Google, this is how clever they are. There is a company called Fastway Logistics, mm, which has airplanes and trucks and in 30 countries. But when you, it's actually, he puts a little bed in there. So I said, give me the number of your office if you're in 30 countries. No, 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 you've got to speak to me. I mean, that was really the red flag. Then I asked him, what flight is the puppy coming on? He told me it's arriving at quarter to three, and this was 12 o'clock. Now, he doesn't quite know the flight, but the minute the puppy leaves, he will email me. Then I said, what terminal is it coming in? And he said, Terminal A. And I said, puppies only come in cargo. Terminal A, they said, no puppies. Then, um, whatever I asked him, I realized this was not happening. And so, I ran to to call NetBank, which is my bank, and they said, get a case number. So I went to the police with an affidavit, and I got a case number, and I blocked the money. Thank goodness we did not go to the airport at quarter to three because my son would have been in cargo. I would have been in in uh, Terminal A, and who knows how long we would have waited. Debbie, I'm going to hop, pause you there so we can quickly take the eyewitness news headlines, but we're going to come back to you straight after that uh, to hear what became of the money, uh, some of which Debbie luckily managed to get back, but also just to, to talk a little bit more about the red flags in this experience. That's Debbie Rizovsky on the line to us describing how she was caught out by the fraudsters. We get straight back to the story of the, the pet scam. And Debbie, thank you so much for holding us. Debbie, um, the victim in this latest case, but not entirely, Debbie, because as you were telling us, you managed to get hold of your bank. You managed to get a case number. You got at least some of the money back, didn't you? I've got nearly everything back. That's ah, fantastic. It's the first but, I've heard. But I'm very immature because um, if I wake up in the middle of the night, 
then I send a nasty message to both of them. Like I say, are you sleeping? Because I'm not. <laughs> I actually sounded like um, like a hoodlum. When I spoke to both of them on that day, I said, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and of course, what am I to do except go through your uh, program, which hopefully, hopefully reaches everybody, because I was so angry with myself. There was no other way for me to explain my anger that I actually fell for it. Debbie, that was going to be my last question for you. I mean, you are somebody who professionally deals with people who've been victims of crime to help them. (laughs) Don't be embarrassed. I mean, it can happen to anybody. But I mean, that must, I I would imagine, make you feel a little bit worse about it, that you are somebody who spends your life helping people who've been through crime. And here you are a victim yourself. Exactly. And and, um, interestingly, it, it felt personal, even though intellectually it's not. But it felt personal. Mm. So these are my these are my tips, if I may share Please them. Please do. Which I have heard from a legitimate breeder, and I received my beautiful puppy the other day from a proper breeder. So I was very happy about that. So what she also explained is if they advertise more than one breed, or perhaps two, it's a scam. Because no breeder is going to have 15 different dogs yeah. or cats. Of course, ask to see the pet. So with this poor breeder who was so legitimate, I said, I'm sorry, I'm very suspicious. Please, can I have FaceTime with you and, and the dog? And some some show that it is, um, well, I knew it was live. And in fact, I even went the extra way to say, my son is filming me doing this live. <laughs> and she said, of course. So we do, we do that. She also mentioned that if they put names of dogs, isn't this interesting? Names of dogs, it's also not real because they they, the readers that. don't name dogs. Yeah. That's fascinating. And of course, as Wendy said, check spelling and grammar because now I can see how what I fell for. And then check about the puppy flies because there's actually, I think, maybe one type of puppy transport company, maybe one or two. Debbie, thank you so much, both for being prepared to share your story so that others can learn from uh, your unfortunate experience. And secondly, for sharing those very good tips with us, which echo what a lot of the people we've been speaking to behind the scenes have said as well. Debbie, I know it's little consolation, but I can tell you that you're not alone. We are hearing from people on our WhatsApp line who've also fallen for this and uh, uh, several interesting comments and questions coming through. And a lot of them are speaking to one particular issue, which I promise we are going to get to, and that's the alternative to buying yes. online. I promise we are going there, so so don't worry. We will cover that aspect. Before we do that, though, I want to bring in an expert because during the course of her discussions uh, with the legitimate breeder, Debbie was told about Mike Ballhouse, who is a Pretoria-based specialist investigator of economic crimes uh, with a company called Specialized Security Services. And Wendy, just by way of introduction, he's worked on this kind of scam before, hasn't yes, he? Yes, I chatted to him earlier um, on his Facebook page. Mark says, while puppies and kittens are the main subject of pet scams, the criminals also advertise all manner of other non-existent pets, harping the emotional benefits of such companions, from rabbits and hamsters to parrots, guinea pigs, turtles, and even snakes and lizards. They will go to any extent to look legitimate, he warns. They will send you pictures, use attractive websites with illegal logos. Pet scammers have one goal, like all scammers, and that is to take your money. Okay, now Mike is with us on the line to expand a little bit more on that uh, that very helpful in- intro. Mike, thank you so much for your time this afternoon and welcome to the show. How commonplace is this this scenario? Is the scam still widely in use in South Africa? Uh, thank you, ladies, for the opportunity. 
first of all, the previous lady that spoke, she is very lucky. It is the first time ever Me that uh, we have heard of this, that a lady on her own uh, had gone for them and got her money back. And that puts that scam, uh, what we would call a physical scam, which means the people are available. They can be tracked and traced and they can be confronted, threatened and intimidated. Uh, either by police or the people themselves, and that's why that one was successful. The ones we deal with is the cybercrime scams, the electronic scams, and this has been going on for years. Everything that Wendy has said there is basically what they do. They catch you with the eye. It's the most beautiful uh, photos. It's same with holiday scams and so and cars and anything else. It's syndicates that are behind this. But it could also be a single person that has decided to jump on the bandwagon because crime pays in South Africa. And they see that scams, knocks and scams, which has escalated immensely in the last two and a half years because of COVID, because everybody being on the electronics and doing uh, digital communications and business have jumped on the bandwagon and now is doing this knock and scam. But it's mostly syndicates. It's most people from outside of Africa, even as far as overseas, and they create absolute false information. It's stolen identities, stolen uh, uh, everything, all the information, but they create it. It looks like the real false, uh, like the real dollar bill, but it's a false dollar bill. And they catch you, as I say, with the eye. And then obviously uh, the communication is very, very, uh, it's brilliant, and they're good with that. But as the previous lady and Wendy has said, uh, the grammar can be a giveaway mm-hmm. and the further communication can uh, um, uh, show you that this is a scam. But unfortunately, most people fall for the beautiful photos, mm. the information yeah. that has been placed. They lose their hearts. They become totally emotionally involved and they cannot make an informed decision. So, Mike, in terms of, of what to be alert to, I mean, you've mentioned the grammar and the spelling errors, etc. Obviously, if a deal sounds too good to be true, it usually is. So the selling price is something exactly. to look out for. What else are, are warning signs that all is not well? What, what should one do to avoid falling victim? Well, first of all, as I've said, uh, we always say to people the penny should drop. If something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. As a matter of fact, if something sounds too bad to be true, it usually is. So um, uh, the second thing is you never make an emotional decision. You make an informed decision. Thirdly, you do, as the other lady has explained, you do an investigation first. You go full out from your side to be convinced that this institution does exist. You can look on, uh, on the social media. That's the advantage of social media that uh, you can do searches, you can Google, etc., etc. Then you can ask your vet. You can ask your vet's personal, uh, professional and personal opinion and lay it before him, and then you can even take it further by ask maybe a policeman that you know. They're not that helpful, though. <laughs> but you must, you must look for another person. I always say call a friend. And then in a worst-case scenario where you really don't get an answer, you walk away. You don't have chances anymore at all. Yeah. And you find a legitimate seller, but we can be contacted or our Facebook page could be checked because we send out a lot of knocks and scams projects of which uh, where the animal scams the most would be the uh, uh, dogs and kittens. 
Mike Ballhurst, thank you so much. And that uh, that site you're looking for is Specialized Security Services. So if you would like to check their list of the known scammers out there and uh, do a bit of extra research, SSS is what you're looking for, Specialized Security Services. Mike Ballhurst, thank you so much for your time. Wendy, echoing what Debbie got, Debbie got there in the end, and she, she she's learned the hard way, and thankfully her story had, had a happy-ish ending Just to, to it. Just to clarify that, yeah. I, think, I think Mike slightly misunderstood. She didn't go out and, and find not, them. No, yeah. what she how she got her money back was that she was very on the ball and she told her bank very quickly uh, what had happened and they were able to retrieve most of her money before it was um, removed, removed from that account, from account by, the, yeah. by the fraudster. So that was what she did. So it is a classic case. It was just that she was able to, to, act, to act really fast, fast yeah. and get her money back. Now, somebody mentioned CUSA, the Kennel Union of Southern Africa. Wendy, they've actually got a warning about this up on their they website do. as well, don't they? They do. It says the sale of puppies advertised on internet websites has increased dramatically. The relative anonymity that certain websites offer is unfortunately being exploited by opportunities opportunists one of the draw cards is the attractive asking price that keeps coming up which is usually below the prevailing price which would normally be charged by well-established reputable and discerning breeders and they've asked people to contact them um, for, for more information i think the easiest is their website info at kusa k-u-s-a dot c-o dot z-a and they will tell you what the asking price for your breed is. So yeah. That's a good starting point if you're wanting to go for um, a purebred. If you are insisting on that, and we're going to get to the, the alternative in just yeah. a second. But before we do that, a couple of people sending voice notes who've, I think, also either fallen victim or almost fallen victim. Let's have a listen. Hi, ladies. Good afternoon. Yeah, no, I was also got savvy and I, got, I fell for a scam for a husky. It all looked legit. And then they wanted, as you say, money for a crate. Then I questioned it. And then I said, how dare they do that? And then they asked, I asked them to send me a photograph. Then they sent a photograph, and then I Googled Husky in a crate, and that, that was the exact picture that came up, and I realized oh, it was a scam. That's one of the advice. And the that I couldn't get my money back. So it was an issue. Oh. So I lost 4,000 Rand that time for a Husky, learned the lesson. But the very next day, I bought another Husky from a local guy, said... Yes, she cost more than I expected, but nevertheless, she exists. Don't fall for a scam, people. Thank for the lovely show, ladies. Take it easy. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for that. But there's another one I believe to listen to. I recently went through the same, ended up getting potentially scammed by a number of breeders. Yeah, um, yeah there's a number of things you can do. I'm, I'm, I was lucky enough to to pick them up, but one you can do, which is a really good thing, is to just do a reverse lookup of the image of the dog because all the images that yeah. I'd seen of the pups that I wanted had been taken years before the actual site was launched. So so you can do that. That's an easy thing. It's it's something you can do online. Just look at the images when it was taken and most of the time it'll it'll show you that it was taken uh, on that on the same day or within the same timelines or or years before it was used by somebody else or on Facebook or whatever. So just do a look up on the images. That's I caught I caught four or five breeders wow. uh, trying to scam me. That is such excellent advice. It really is. Somebody's just SMS to say we were scammed too, but noticed that the photos sent to us of the pups were all in different sizes and appeared to be different ages, and the backgrounds all looked very different. Yes, and when a, we searched, the pics had been taken off Pinterest. Yes. Yeah. And they'll often be 
obviously American. I don't know, like have little sheds in the background that just are not typically South African. That you're not going to find at builders or whatever. You know that yeah. kind of thing. They've just got a look or a tree that you you don't find here. I've become look. I've only become expert at this because I've investigated so many of these yeah. cases. And these nonsense photographs have become a bit of a. Um, obsession for me to sort of look at and, and find. And something else you can do as well is that you can cut and paste sections of the text, the text, that the, the emails, it. and search, and you'll see it's, um, it's it's copied and pasted. It's copied and pasted yeah. off another one. So, yeah. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Email Wendy on consumer at nola.co.za. Very interesting comments coming in about the scam uh, issue. Somebody else saying they are relentless. I once inquired about a pug a few years ago, found a lovely website, sent off an inquiry. It was 200 rand for the pug, including transport costs and toys from Richards Bay. I did some research on the company's website and cell number. It was Adrian's puppies. Scam alert, fraudster alerts came up left, right and center. So I'd rather adopt from a shelter or rescue organization or find a reputable breeder by word of mouth is that person's comment. Uh, Another comment from someone saying, uh, I'm a private investigator who comes across a lot of these scams. When you take the matter to SAPS, it seems they are more interested in going after the financial mules. In other words, the people you pay the money to. It's my opinion that they don't have the capacity to go after the kingpins who are actually running the scams, which is an interesting comment. And so is Jerry saying, surely the banks have a bigger responsibility here. They open accounts for these crooks and are by law supposed to know who the account holders are. Well, they do, except they're mules. Mm. So it's the, you know, it's in closed the in two days and off they're yeah. gone to another Here's one. Here's a tip that I yeah. keep repeating every time we talk about scams. If the fraudster, they've got a company, right, um, oddly named as most of them are, yep. if they give you a company account number and it's Capitech, which they often do, that's a scam because Capitech does not have business accounts. accounts. Yeah. So that's a very quick way of, and not just in this scam, any anything you're buying online, just be very aware of a company name with a Capitech bank account. Okay, thank you for that tip. Now, several pe- people making the comment and some of them more judgmentally than others, I would say, that the moral of the story is not to buy from a breeder and go after a purebred dog, but to adopt from the many, many animals that are sitting in animal shelters needing a home. A lot of people saying, please just don't ever buy this way, rather go to your local shelter and adopt. And Wendy, you had actually said to me coming into this, this was an element of the conversation you wanted to raise today. I did, because there's always that reaction. Um, I think... Yes, it's a valid point, but um, caution not to be too judgy because we're all susceptible to some form of scam and, you know, we could always find a justification for why we were stupid or ill-advised or ethically challenged or whatever yes. else to, to, to go that way. You know, how did you think that was going to be that cheap? You're just greedy. Whatever. So, so but I do think it's a valid point and um, I, that's why I invited um, – Stephanie Jackson of the Stellenbosch-based registered NGO Watershed Animal Rescue to join us and to just speak to that part of this of the story. Of the story. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I'm sure your heart must sink listening to some of the stories we've been discussing today of people who are well-intended, potentially loving homes for, for, for animals who are being taken in the way we've described. And you're sitting there going, there's so many animals who are just begging for a home to go to. Well, um, thanks for having me on the show, Bills. Yes, it's something that angers all of us in rescue, uh, frustrates us immensely, uh, because we are sitting with thousands and thousands of animals that are being euthanized unnecessarily every year, every month, every day, because of the issue of these scamsters and backyard breeders and 
breeders that aren't registered properly, that aren't vaccinating their animals, that aren't, um, no home checks are being done. Everything is backfiring. And obviously it all comes back to these animals landing up at shelters. We've just come back from a huge outreach. Um, steriliz- we, we do sterilization drives okay. in uh, neglected communities. And we've just come back from a sterilization drive on the West Coast, um, St. Helena Bay, the Cove, Laneville areas where animals are not being looked after. And all these are coming from backyard breeders, people not, not sterilizing their animals. And we are sitting with self-funding these, these drives and costing us money that we don't have and uh, just trying to sterilize and, and keep um, uh, communities under control. And all these animals are either, because they're not vaccinated, they are lining up with the stemper, parva, the cats, feline AIDS, leukemia, all dying a painful slow death. The, the bitches are being overbred and landing up with um, diseases like TBT mm-hmm. that, are, that is contagious and spreads like wildfire in a, in a community like this. Most of the cats that we sterilized, um, well, we only took two away from the, from the community, but there were thousands on the roads in the streets, and most of them, these two were, were tested positive for leukemia and, and feline um, cat AIDS. So yeah. these animals are having to be put down, and if they're not, they, they're giving birth to kittens all over the show that are being born with us. Um, and it's a painful death, painful death. Yeah. And, you know, these scamsters, obviously, there isn't, it's a virtual thing, but the problem is they are actually helping the backyard breeders do even better because uh, these backyard breeders are seeing what these scamsters are doing and they have the puppies. So they are just uh, enlightening everybody with beautiful photographs that are so easy to touch up on a computer. and. And the backyard breeders are just flourishing from these scamster issues. And, and those that are breeding and breeding and breeding are landing up on the streets. And these animals are then taken to shelters. Most of them are put to sleep. And it's a continual problem that we have. And it's a continual stress. And, you know, rescue organizations cannot handle all the influx anymore. It, uh, with COVID as well, it has made things so bad that uh, we, are, we are euthanizing healthy animals, beautiful animals, um, breed-specific animals, well, you Steph, know, if and I that's could, the biggest problem. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to jump in there, Steph. What would you say to someone who has a, has their heart set on a particular breed for whatever reason? Um, how does how does rescue fit in with that uh, scenario, with that need? Big time, Wendy. I mean, if you think about most of the breeds that come in are breed-specific, you know. Um, every single rescue, every single breed of animal, husky, uh, border collie, um, um, the the Boston Terriers, your every every dog, Dachshund, every single you can name me a breed, and I'll tell you there is a breed specific shelter for them. So instead of going to and 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 supporting these backyard breeders, there are so few good breeders in South Africa, you know, that are QSA registered and are doing it legitimately. Um, you know that what's happening is your backyard breeding are breeding also purebred breed specific dogs. And but they just have not got papers, and they're not being vaccinated, and they're getting puppies. And I'll give you a, a very good example of a of not even a backyard breeder. It's for example uh, a well-educated family that decide they want they've got a dachshund, and they decide they want their children to have uh, to experience a litter. It drives us mad. <laughs> the these, these puppies, these puppies, then they suddenly go, oh, my God, she had 12 instead of six. 
What do we do? Oh, let's it's your problem. Yeah, uh, we have to wrap it there due to time constraints, I'm afraid. But thank you. You've you've painted uh, so a very sad but but necessary picture. So if you want a, a purebred, or you go, the search go should look. be whatever you want. Dashunt rescue. Then you can have the dog the look you want, but you're helping the problem rather than... And also go and visit the shelters and look because you might well find one exactly what you're looking for, sitting, waiting for a home. Very important issue, Wendy. I don't care if it's an old story. It's a really important one to keep warning people about. Thank you so much for raising it. Thanks, Papa.